I'm Lindsay Wilson, and this is Business of Glam, the podcast where we discuss business, beauty, building your best life, and everything in between. Well, thank you girls for joining us. I can't believe that it's the holiday time. I know, know. it's crazy. Where did this year go? Like, how is it almost the end of 2022? I have no idea. Time flies. I'm still processing 2020. (laughs) (laughs) I think we all are. But I wanted to bring on Serena, who does aesthetics for Glamour Bar, as well as the editor and wait, not editor, um, producer, producer of Business of Glam, but she also does our makeup artistry. And then Stephanie, who is Glamour Bar's manager, as well as hairstylist, we thought we'd give you guys some tips and tricks for the holiday season since there's more photos you're wanting to have that holiday glow so just some little we're gonna pull the experts and give you guys that best holiday look yes we want you to look fabulous yes fabulous let's wrap up this year looking great might as well yes so Kind of one of, I think one of the biggest things is like the tips and tricks for hair and makeup when it comes to photos. Mm-hmm. Because photos with the, like the lighting and the flashback and all of that, like you're like, damn, I look really good in person. Like you look at a mirror and you're like, yeah. yes. Hey. Like, this look is working for me. And then you see a photo back, and you're like, that's what I look like? <laughs> you're like, I look like a gremlin. What? Like white, like, washed uh, person. Why am I so shiny? <laughs> yes. And you're like, uh, what, what do I need to adjust? So what are, what do you think are kind of some tricks to getting, like, the in-person version of you to reflect on camera and in all of our photos that we have coming up. I'll let you go first, Steph. No, you go first. No, you go first. I feel like makeup and pictures, that is something that doesn't get talked about enough. Yeah, you're right. Okay, I'm going to move this a little closer because I'm a little soft-spoken. Okay, so firstly, you always want to do, like, more than you think you need. And I think that's a mistake a lot of people make. Like, if you, like, a really natural, like... I don't know, like, it girl, like, moment in real life. It just has to be a little bit heavier to, like, translate on photo. So, like, blush, bronzer, do your eyeshadow a little bit darker than you would normally. If you do, like, strip lashes, go for, like, a little bit more volume or a little bit more length. Um, And lips, too. I think people forget about lips. Like, if you do, like, a really natural tone that, like, matches your natural lip color, go a little bit darker than that, and it'll show up in pictures. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How do you not make yourself so shiny in pictures? Oh, yes. Um, setting powder is very important. So you can do like a translucent. Um, I mean, it used to be a thing back in the day with flash photography that some powders would have like flashback. I feel like people don't typically use those types of powders anymore, but you can always do a test if you want and just use the flash on your phone, take a selfie, and see if you like light up white anywhere. So, is it still true too with like sunscreen? Like, you want to avoid foundations that have like a lot of sunscreen, and usually, like, most events are at night, but right. like, sunscreen can kind of wash you out in photos, right? And then that was another thing too that used to have flashback, but I feel like nowadays people don't really use flash, 
Like, usually when you're using, like, your phone to take a selfie, it's, like, there's no flash on the front camera. True. But, yeah, you can always take a test picture just to double check and, and see if anything's, like, popping up weird. What kind of foundation do you recommend for pictures? Like, a matte, a dewy finish? Like, what what do you like to um, tell your clients? I usually do... I mean... Ideally, you want something that has, like, a little bit of dew to it so that you don't look, like, like cakey or, like, dry, but you don't want it to be too dewy where you look sweaty in the pictures. So, like, my go-to is I always use, like, the same foundation all the time, which is more like a BB cream with, like, a little bit more coverage, and then I just powder, like, in the areas that I know I get really, like, oily. So, that would be, like, my forehead, my nose area, my chin kind of gets oily. I know that's weird. There's some tricks to like making your hair look like I mean I always see on Instagram like people like flowing their hair and all of those things but like what are kind of some tips and tricks to like make sure that your hair is like holding its curl like lasting through the night and like showing up well in those photos yeah so my biggest thing well I get a lot of questions from clients or comments of my curls don't last um, I use all the hairspray, but they always fall or I can't get day two. The most important thing is how your hair sets is how your hair is going to stay. So if you dry your hair without any product in it, it's not going to hold. So one big thing when I was in beauty school, I had an educator say you have to use grip products if you want things to hold. Slip products if you want like a nice soft finish. So grip products like texture spray, gels, mousses, things like that. Slip products like curl creams, shine creams, things like that. So drying in gels, mousses, that holding agent, and then reinforcing it when you're about to curl with some texture spray, some hairspray. Because if you spray it in afterwards, it's not going to hold. So you have to kind of reinforce it. And you can finish it with some hairspray. But yeah. And do you... I always hear you guys in the salon, like the fall, like my hair doesn't hold curl very well. So should people be curling their hair tighter and like waiting for that? Or like you always see like on Instagram, like the big wide tooth combs Mm -hmm. that you're kind of like combing through your curls. If your hair doesn't hold very well, what are some tricks? Like, do you want to go tighter with your curls? Yeah. So I always, for myself, my hair never holds curls. So what I like to do is curl them as tight as I can. I let them set for at least 10 to 15 minutes. If you curl them out or brush them out when they're still warm, they're just gonna fall. So let them set, let them cool. You can use your fingers to run through them or I like to use a wide tooth tooth comb, (laughs) even a brush sometimes, um, depending on the look that I want. So yeah. And I think that like the beachy unlooked, like your hair we were just talking about is like fabulous it's right amazing. Oh, and so it's kind of like that un like it's structured it has like that no effort but like there was effort was it's the effort. it's the look that I think everybody kind of goes for a lot of times yeah. when they're like wanting to go out and like be at an event so what are kind of some tricks because I think sometimes we try to style it exactly to where it's going to end up being yeah and so you like lose it in translation exactly so yeah curl your hair tighter and just let them fall like a lot of times in the salon I know you've heard it I'll curl people's hair and they'll be like this is so tight this is so tight I don't like this 
I'll just tell them, wait a couple hours, your hair will fall. If you want a perfect wave tonight, it's going to fall if I curl it looser right now. Mm-hmm. So it needs to be tighter so it has time to drop, and it will. Give it a few hours, keep playing with it, comb through it, or just let it be and it'll fall naturally on its own. I have a question. Yes. So, like, when you're going to do hair for, like, a special event, should you, like, wash your hair that day? Or should it be, like, next day hair? Or does it matter? So, it does matter. Um, What I always tell my girls, if you want me to start your hair while it's clean, put a gel or mousse in it when it's wet so it already has that holding product in Day two hair is always the best because it has a little bit of grip and texture to it since you slept on it and your scalp's already producing sebum. But yeah, always, even if you wash like two days before I come, one day before I come, always have a a holding product in just so you can get the most out of your hair. Good to know. I was like piggybacking on that. If you want to do something pulled up and you want to do an updo for the day, mm-hmm. having super clean hair is probably not the best. Is that still true? Yes. Um, it just doesn't, like, my hair doesn't hold anything. It, all, it has a lot of slip because it's really, really fine. If you have really fine hair, you need a lot more hold to it. So give it a couple days. If you have pretty coarse hair, day one is fine. Um, I always do bring a texture spray with me when I'm doing updos just because texture spray is like my saving grace of products and it works on anybody. And for people that are like, oh, I can't go a day or two days with dirty hair, let's let them in on a little secret of the dry shampoo. Dry shampoo. (laughs) (laughs) It is your saving grace and it kind of adds... That texture to clean hair yeah. that we would have after having like day one, day two, but also absorbing like the oil and adding volume into the hair. Exactly. I would marry dry shampoo if I could. Oh, as would I. Ugh. It's my favorite thing There's that's nothing, ever been invented. Nothing better in the world than dry shampoo. Mm-hmm. And I feel like sometimes people don't know like, like for instance with my hair, I had like really thin hair and like have a really like oily scalp and have banks. So, like, if I just do, like, the aerosol dry shampoos, usually that doesn't do shit for me. Like, I have to have, like, there's, like, powdered forms. Like, the Verb makes one. I think Orbe has one. And so I use that, like, in, like, with also, like, a a spray one. And it works, like, perfect. Most dry shampoos, a lot of people don't know this, um, but the first ingredient is alcohol. So that's why it doesn't work on your scalp because mm. it like it's actually drying your scalp out and doing worse for your head. And your scalp, like once it gets dry, it feels like it needs to overproduce that sebum and oil. It kind of does the opposite. Yeah. So getting mm-hmm. a powdered base dry shampoo really gives you the most. I like to use a powder base, and then now that I have dark hair. I'm like, oh, it looks a little white. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So my trick is is that I love a root cover-up spray to, like, cover up all of, like, if you do have, like, a chalky powder left behind. Or I also, I don't know if it's because I'm getting older, but I feel like when I part my hair, my part seems, like, more prominent. 
Mine too. I've always had like spots, like because my hair is really thin, so I've always had spots like that. So yeah. I also use a root to spray. <laughs> yes. So it's not just to hide grays. No. You can also cover any areas that you're like not loving, like your scalp showing or those super high ponies, which I'm sure will be a big thing for the holiday season. Oh, yeah. Cover up that like hairline and put those root sprays into that area to cover and make it look thicker and fuller in those front areas because as you slick back like listen the hairline disappears it's it's like gone it's like or spotty and you're like what is happening here that's a new hole like that does not look like the kardashian hairline i need something that's like Fuller. Well, because the Kardashians probably don't even have that hairline. It's just the root spray. Oh, absolutely. Like, covering and making that look a little, like, fuller in those thinner areas. Listen, using root spray is like using an eyebrow gel, okay? Maybe she's born with it. Maybe it's root spray. Yeah. (laughs) Who will know? No idea. (laughs) What do you think, speaking of brows... What do you think are kind of like those big areas? Like you see like focus on one area. So I think at the holidays, like you kind of get a little bit more of like the bold lips. How can you make your eyes? Because in photos, I have been one of these tragic situations where you do the bold lip and so then you have a more nude eye, right? Mm -hmm. But then when you get photographed, you just look like lip, lip. Your and you have like, nothing. Your eyes it's are like, tiny. It's yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so what are some tricks to kind of do a natural look if you want to have like a bolder statement, like red lip? How can you okay. kind of make your eyes like pop? Like um, brows, it should be a focus or what do you think? Yeah. So definitely it's personal preference. But for me, what I like to do on clients if I'm doing a bold lip is like I'll take some blush or some bronzer and just kind of work that into their crease. So it's just kind of like a a natural contour for your eye, but it's not like really eyeshadow. Um, That way you have some definition and then just never skimp on brows like that's just the golden rule they frame the face like even if you're doing a really natural look you should be having like something in your brows just to kind of hold the structure of your face um and then yeah i would just keep everything else kind of like you know not subtle but just let the lips be like the main star but still have the supporting cast yes. you know yeah <laughs> you need the rest yes And doing it a little bit heavier than Mm -hmm. what, like, your natural everyday, like, running to the grocery store. Because I think that's where we go rogue, is that we're like, oh, I'm going to do my grocery store, like, makeup, errand running, and throw a big red or burgundy lip on top of it. And it just, like, does not work well. No, totally. And listen, guys, this is like, you're doing this for holiday parties, for pictures, for like family gatherings or whatever. It's okay if you look a little bit more like dramatic in person. Don't feel self-conscious about everyone else is going to look so crusty in the pictures because they want to look good in person. You're going to look fabulous. So just, it's okay. Sit, sit with it. Be confident. I know that you're going to look great. Embrace it. Embrace Embrace it. It's for the gram. You're mm-hmm. not overdressed. Everyone's underdressed. Exactly. Yes. Um, what do you guys kind of think about in lieu of like you have a big event coming, 
or even for our brides out there, special events that pop up, when should they be doing spray tans? When should they be doing their hair color? When should they be doing chemical peels and like doing that prep to get the holiday glow? Mm, Talk to me about hair color, Stephanie. Oh, well, I always say the fresher the better with hair color, at least like a week in advance. The fresher the better. What about haircuts? Haircuts, I get that question a lot. I always say like two weeks at most, and that'll give you time for it to kind of grow out a little bit and settle. Unless it's like a blunt bob, then it should be like a couple days before. So you get that sassy, texturized Mm -hmm. look. Yes. Mm -hmm. Like a little fresh bang trim. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, as someone who has bangs, I think... I think you're right. Like, anywhere between a week and two weeks is, like, good. Unless you do have, like, really, like, sharp bangs and yeah. you love that look. Yes. Do you ever do the half wash? No. What's a half wash? I do a half wash. You guys hold it out on me? Often. Oh, my Half God. washes. I'm about to change your life. Change my life, Stephanie. A half wash is where you just take this top half of your head... And you pull the rest into a little pony under here, and then you just dump your head under the sink or the bathtub and just wash the top. What? And you just let the rest be all crusty and oily, but your top part is all, like, refreshed. You look like a freshly washed goddess. I can't believe you don't know this with being with bangs. For two <laughs> I years. used to just wash my bangs all the time you, when I had bangs. You bitches <laughs> have been letting me walk around all fucking... Slimy. Just a little half wash. (laughs) You just wash the top where, because I mean, that's where your natural oils are going to go, right? Is like kind of this front area and that's where we're touching more often and that's where we're like running our fingers through or like messing with our bangs. So we're getting more oils there Mm -hmm. and dry shampoo is not cutting it. Right. But like, especially like with extensions, I'm not washing these bad boys twice a week. I was like, you get the top wash, that whole natural hair gets washed, and everything else stays dry underneath, and you're just blow drying the top. Exactly. And you can just, like, put a little bit of heat protectant on your bottom if you're heat styling. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Hide those crusties. (sighs) Just let the top be clean and pretty. My world has been shook. Okay, I'm excited. I'll never forget I was dating. (laughs) 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 I thought he was sleeping in bed and I had bangs at the time this was a while ago and I was in the kitchen sink trying to wash my bangs thinking nobody's gonna know that I'm like washing my bangs in the sink how will they know (laughs) and he woke up and was like uh what are you doing and I was like nothing go back to sleep (laughs) leave me alone mind your business (laughs) there's nothing to see here Perfect. I know. I was like, I need these bangs washed. They're not doing anything for me anymore. I love that. Yes. So just a little quickie, like half, even if you have to do it in the shower, here's one. I pull my extensions back into a bun and then I take a shower cap and I wrap the shower cap around, which I have seen a couple like little items that you can buy, but I've just MacGyvered mine at home. And then I take a rubber band (laughs) and I rubber band the shower cap onto my bun oh. so that all stays dry and then I can wash in the shower 
oh my god can we do a behind the scenes of how you wash your hair because that sounds so interesting we could <laughs> listen, listen i have all the tips and tricks of trying to look good in like five seconds yeah. i'm like how can i make this transform the effortless look that actually kind of took a lot of effort yeah i love that yes so if you do need to wash and you want to have an updo or whatever and you have bangs or you have like a top area just like wash that little area i'm gonna do that from now on god i feel like you guys have really been holding out on me i wonder what other secrets we're holding from her i know sometimes you you forget that they're your secrets you just think everybody i think everybody's washing their bangs in their kitchen sink Sometimes people are like, I didn't know that. I'm like, how did you not know that? I'm like, wait a minute. I was like, oh, I just thought everybody did that. I don't know. Everybody knew the secrets. Oh my god. Love it. What do you think for oh, but we didn't finish all of these. So hair color we covered. Mm. Spray tans. Because oh, it's always my favorite phone call. I have an event tonight and I want to be tan for it. I'm like I'm not a miracle worker. See, I'm that person who will get a spray tan day of, and I will sit in that spray tan at the event, smelling like it <laughs> confidently. The, the cosmetic yes. is rubbing all around. Oh, 155%. Yes. I am like, I actually like it better with the cosmetic. I do too, because I'm so pasty and pale that once I take a shower, it's going to look like I didn't get a spray tan. Yes. So I'm going to sit in it as long as I can. So you have to own it, but then if anything spills or you start to see creases, you have to have self-control to not be rubbing the areas. Don't right. touch it. Just leave it. Right. Gotta Just let it. I'll never forget. I wore a spray tan out to a club one night <laughs> and like five seconds into walking into the nightclub, somebody spilled a drink all on the back of my legs. Oh. And I was like... I'm just not going to notice that that's there. (laughs) I'm just going to go with it. And my spray tan was totally fine. Yeah. Yeah. I think it does just kind of depend on, like, the person and their, like, skin and how well it takes to the spray tan. But it does take some time to fully develop, right? Because we've had some clients call, like, after they rinse off, even maybe, like, a day after, and be like, oh, my God, like, it didn't work. And it did work. It just takes, like, time to develop. And I think, too, sometimes people feel like it's too dark, maybe day of. Mm -hmm. Like, so the opposite thing, too, has happened. And then it's like, but day two, it's like perfect. Right. So I think for weddings and stuff, I always tell people to do a little trial run. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Do a little trial, see where you like it, what formula, what felt too dark, how it wore for you. Or just be like Stephanie and I and just... Rock Rock that baby out. Smell a little chemically for a while. You'll be fine. Spray a lot of perfume. (laughs) Wear a lot of perfume and something dark and you're good to go. Actually, I have a really funny story and I hope my friend doesn't get mad for telling this story, but it's hilarious. (laughs) So when I first bought my first spray tan gun and little tent thing, she was like, ooh, you can practice on me. Like, give me a spray tan. I was like, perfect. Okay. So I didn't know what kind of spray tan solution we were buying. I just bought, I don't know, the Norval darkest one that we could get we were going out that night so i gave her a spray tan and she was so dark she looked like she committed a hate crime (laughs) it was so bad so she left she went home and then she called me like 30 minutes later and she was like i just spilled water down my chest she was like so i started dabbing it with a towel and her whole entire chest was white and the rest of her body was like bronzed and perfect 
She was like, it's okay, I'm just going to wear a turtleneck while we go out. <laughs> and it was July. <laughs> she wore a turtleneck out. She looked phenomenal. But later, the next day when she took a shower, her chest was white. The rest of her looked perfect and bronzed. Oh, God. Because you can't rub. Can't that rub. is a spray tan trick of the trade. Just like, don't touch it. Where you crease, where you start to see like weird spots. Changing in and out of clothes, like you don't touch the area. Let it be. I also, actually, there's a trick. Ashley Graham taught me this on Instagram like six years ago. If you get a spray tan and it's all messed up, the next day you can take a washcloth and a little bit of Windex and it'll spread it around and like re-moisten it and it'll like smooth out any lines or creases or blotches that you get. Stephanie, girl, you are Windexing yourself? Listen. Yes. <laughs> Sometimes and I look amazing. <laughs> Desperate times, Serena. Desperate times. I literally was like, what does Windex not do? <laughs> it, it's literally a magic product, okay? <laughs> oh my god, that reminds me of have you guys seen my big fat Greek wedding? Yeah. Where the dad's like, it's burning a Windex. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Listen, I'm gonna tell you young kids something <laughs> as your elder. You do start to have things like that when you get older. You're like Listen, I know what you need to do. Alka-Seltzer. That's what you yes. need to do. <laughs> I was like, there's nothing Alka-Seltzer won't cure. No, it's true. There's it's like, true. you get these things that you're like, listen, little Windex. Honestly. Gonna make it all better. Gotta stain hydrogen peroxide. Yes. You messed up spray tan, Windex. Stephanie you has a little hungover, Alka-Seltzer. <laughs> yes. I'm like, it is like... You start to get these things, and you're like, where did that just come out of my mouth? <laughs> like, I just sounded like the guy from my big fat Greek wedding that's like, Windex it. It's fine. Just Windex. Windex. It fixes a lot. Yes. And if I get diagnosed with cancer, mind your business. <laughs> I'm fine. I looked good. That's all that matters. Yes. So I say do a trial spray tan, especially if you're getting married. Yeah. Because here's yes. another thing. Wearing white or light colors, I've spray tanned so many, like, brides that are fair-skinned like you that, like, are like, I just want something really natural. Like, and that, I was like, okay, we're going to do that, but now I want you to try it on against your dress Mm -hmm. because you're not going to have enough contrast, and when photos start to happen, you're going to look all one solid color. Mm -hmm. You're not going to stand out against your dress. So... Get in there, do darker, and just kind of like the makeup rule, even if that's not what you would wear every day in life, like rock that darker skin, like the more bronze look Mm -hmm. to have the contrast. But I think that also goes for like events and holidays too. Like we do a lot of like whites or light colors Mm -hmm. and all of that. Like you have to kind of bronze up to have a contrast. And the tanner you are, the whiter your teeth are, the more toned you look. The skinnier you look. Yes. You can't tone it, tan it. Exactly. (laughs) You don't need to go to the gym. You just need a spray tan. You just need a spray tan. It's a total game changer immediately. It is. is. The darker the better. What are some advice or like a how-to... Because I think strip lashes become, like, a big thing around the holidays. Mm-hmm. And not a lot of people know how to do them. Or if they're, like, throughout the night. Or, like, especially, I think, at weddings, like, when you have tears and you're crying and all of those things. Mm-hmm. They feel like they kind of start to lift. And, like, 
how do they make it through the night? And then they're ripping them off and the whole eye makeup is a disaster. Mm -hmm. So what are your tricks to wearing strip lashes? (laughs) Okay. Yeah, take that mic. (laughs) So I think the first mistake a lot of people make that don't wear strip lashes often is they don't know when to put their eyeliner on. I've seen people try to put eyeliner over the strip lash and it's like impossible. The band is in the way and you can't get your eyeliner on. So put your eyeliner on first. When you take the strip lashes out of the package, you have to measure them against your eye, which I guess is a, a little bit of a learned skill. But once you put it on your eye, you can kind of see where like your natural like lashes kind of end. Um, and you'll see like the strip lash will kind of make your eye look droopy if it's too long. So trim that length so that it fits on your eye correctly. You know one of my tricks with this? Is that when you pull them off, there's a little adhesive on that strip already. Right. Because they were stuck to the container. Yeah. Right? Exactly. So if you place them gently and you open gently, like Mm -hmm. not being crazy, like open up, then you can see where it's like all rogue on you. But they're like not stuck to you. So you can like pull them off. Exactly. That's exactly what I meant to say, but I forgot that people don't know what I'm talking about. See, put them on your eye. Put them on the (laughs) eye like you were going to apply. Exactly. So then you'll want to trim like the outer corner that's a little too long. And then I always trim the inner corner just a tiny bit because it's always a little pokey. I I think that it has a little poke to it. Mm -hmm. So I have big eyes. So when. I mean, I do extension, so I'm not dabbling in that life anymore. After right. I, Lindsay doesn't even know that life. I was like, I, life, I listen, when I lost an eyelash and a bang, I was done with the <laughs> strip lashes. It's traumatizing. You look all crazy. <laughs> so, um, but I, so I don't really have to cut lashes. So this is for like the big-eyed girls out there that don't really—they're like, well, this fits, and if I cut it it's like not gonna be too long I always go to the inner corner because that corner is pokey and that's the corner that I think most people have issue with oh absolutely so just take a tiny little bit of it off yeah before applying it even if you don't need but let's just say you're like me and you don't need to trim your lashes yes which there are a lot of people who have that eye shape yes and always when you're trimming like less is more right you can always take more off you can't glue them back on yeah so so we've trimmed them. You've put your eyeliner on. Now, like, take the band and kind of, like, how do I describe this to people who aren't watching? Bend it, I yeah. guess. bend it. Um, just to kind of, like, break in the band so that it, like, sits flush against your eyelid. And then I always use, like, if you're a beginner, you should get that duo brush on lash glue. That's my absolute favorite. And I always do a little bit more on the inner corner and on the outer corner and then do like a normal swipe throughout the whole thing um when you're putting them on yourself look down don't close that's how you glue your eyes shut (laughs) and then (laughs) you can blink once they're on and i would say my biggest tip besides like application is take your glue with you i don't know why you guys aren't taking your glue take your glue with you so that when the inner corner if it does pop off you just put a glue on press it back and you're good to go I have a question. I'm yeah. sorry to interrupt. No, go. I have a question about lashes. Mm-hmm. So I've seen some people, they will apply the glue and let it dry for like 15 seconds and then apply it. Should you mm-hmm. let it dry or is it okay to just the put brush that baby on? on? That's a good question. 
the brush on glue dries really fast oh, so okay. you don't really need to wait with the brush on glue if you're using the regular tube glue then yeah you need to let it like set for a couple seconds Gosh. here's my other piece of advice if you are using the tube glue or even i always recommend to people to go straight to the eye mm. because i think a lot of clients it's not perfectly in the right place mm. so they rip it off mm-hmm. and then they like then their eyeliner's coming off and their shadow's coming off and like mm-hmm. everything's just a mess. But because it does take a few seconds to dry, you can tap it into place mm-hmm. and make it work and start to manipulate it to get it into the right place. Because just because it's on your eye, it's not like set there right. in stone. So I always, even with the tube glue, I'm like, go ahead and pop it right onto your eye. Mm-hmm. And like, then that way you can kind of manipulate it and get it into the right place that it needs to be in and then kind of then start to continue to look down and let that dry fully right and always get the clear glue ladies i don't even know why they make a black glue just especially if you're a disaster yeah Mm -hmm. it's hard to work with yes so i think like patience is key too Mm -hmm. like don't do not rip them off your eye no. If they're not in the right spot. Yeah. Just Unless keep tapping and moving. Tapping mm-hmm. and moving. I think that was my biggest problem with them. Because in high school, I tried to wear them a lot. But I'd put them on. They weren't right. I'd take them off. Re-glue. Put them back on. Still weren't right. Take them off. Re-glue. Oh, God. Disaster. It <laughs> <laughs> happens city. all the time. And then you have all this built-up glue. <laughs> and your eyeshadow's falling off. It's and terrible. your liner's everywhere. You look like down. This. Everyone can see the glue on you. Yeah. yeah. It's a mess. You know, back when we were in high school, it was like, you just put them on, then added more eyeliner, and they're like, good to go. This yep. is good. Yep. Do you mascara your strip lashes? Yeah. Oh, yes. I have a whole process. So once I put my strip lashes on, I'm actually wearing strips right now, guys. They look um, amazing. I've been staring do. at them. Thank you. So I put mascara on, like, my natural lashes right below, because mine grow, like, straight down. So if yours are really curly, it might be a little harder, but... I put mascara on my natural lashes and then I use my lash curler and I smush my natural lashes together Mm. with the strips and then that just kind of helps like open up my eye so they're not like so droopy because like I said my lashes grow straight down so if I don't do that it's kind of a nightmare and then they stay longer too. I have a question about lash curlers. Mm Mm-hmm. You see those people who get them hot before they put them on their face? Oh girl no. Why do people do that? Because Why? it's like it's like you're using like a curling wand, right, for your hair, but with your lashes. But girl, on your eyeball, what are you I doing? <laughs> one time I did that. I swear, I only left the like the blow dryer on for like maybe a second. I went to curl my lashes. They curled so tight. They were curled in to my eye. <laughs> like it was horrible. Not recommended. I don't recommend. That's terrible. Not recommended. <laughs> What do you guys think for, especially you two, but specifically to you, like chemical peels, skincare treatments that you're wanting to have done. If you want to have a dermaplane before a big event, if you want to have a chemical peel before a big event, what do you think that time frame is to start the process? Yeah. Well, for dermaplane, I would say day of or even day before because you're getting rid of all that like dead flaky skin you're getting rid of that like peach fuzz your makeup's gonna go on flawless right what do you think Steph yeah I think a dermaplane is day of for sure because you just like as soon as you get it done you're just like oh mm-hmm. my gosh I look so like supple like a child looking yeah. good mm-hmm. um chemical peel I don't know I always err on the side of caution 
And because you never really know how long you're going to be peeling or flaky for, I always say, like, two weeks before. Yeah. Just to be safe. Like, you might yeah. only need a week, but, like, why chance it? You never know. Well, and then you never know, like, what if you have a breakout? A breakup. Maybe you do have a breakup, but okay. that's why you came and got the chemical yeah. peel. Yep. But... But you have, like, it brings something to the surface and you have a breakout or you have something that, like isn't like exactly where you want it to be like more time better mm-hmm. to have that especially go. with a chemical peel i feel like your skin is so sensitive at least mine is mm-hmm. and i feel really bad at least the last one we did i peeled mm-hmm. really good the girl was play i was, was looking like a snake <laughs> <laughs> and i peeled for like i think almost three weeks i feel like the longer the better because mm-hmm. even like I remember putting makeup on over me peeling, and I was like, this will be fine. And then by, like, four in the afternoon, I was like, what the heck is wrong <laughs> with you? Yeah. yeah. Well, leading into that, how do we get, like, the best long-lasting looks? Mm. Like, as you're going out, you're dancing, you're, like, moving around. You maybe shed a tear and your lashes are coming off, or you're, like sweaty or what have you how can you get everything to last like throughout the night and we're carrying smaller handbags so True. you can't True. can't carry a full you. arsenal with you my favorite thing in the world are those little papers for your face for when you're all sweaty and oily the what blotting are those? papers the blotting papers yes i love those also you can use those in your hair yes at the root, at the root and you can just blot them off I use them for both, on my hair and my face. I'm sorry, you can see it in my face, right? I'm shook again. I didn't know There's you could do one. that. Add that to the list. Yeah, yeah. they just absorb oil. So, so your bangs oil. are looking a little sweaty and not doing just so great. Rub just it a little on. blotting. Okay, I love that. Yeah, I would say with makeup, like definitely it's all about layering. So like I'm a big uh, advocate of like cream blush, cream bronzer, cream bronzer cream bronzer and then go over that with like powder blush powder bronzer and it, it doesn't have to like look crazy or anything like it's probably going to still be the same amount of pigment but because you're layering those products you'll get like a longer wear out of it and then also setting spray hello like mac or whatever urban decay has a good one the stay all day or stay all night spray mm-hmm. yeah stay all oh night or gosh. that stuff is amazing yeah it's really good it's like glue for your face really is so i think for holidays everybody likes to do like all of those like fancy trends so like Mm -hmm. they want to do something different with their hair they want to do the slicked back high ponytail they want to do the contouring that they see from the kardashians what's your advice on like following the trends and like making it work for you Mm -hmm. i always err on the side of caution guys I would always do a trial run of whatever you're thinking of trying. Because if you've never worn, like, a graphic liner before and you decide to do that day of, like, a family gathering or, like, a holiday party. Oops, sorry. Um, Yeah, you need to know, like, ahead of time if you like that look on yourself or not. So I would always do, like, a practice run for sure. Practice run for sure. Because just because Khloe Kardashian crushes it with a slicked back pony 
Doesn't mean you're gonna look like it. Mm-hmm. Some people look like Homer Simpson, not Chloe Kardashian. Yes, that would be me. <laughs> Stop. Well, and I always say, like, take photos of yourself too. Yes. Don't just do the trial run. Like, take photos and make sure that you're like happy with your looks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but um, bottom line, you can wear anything. It's all about confidence. As Life long as confident. you like it, that's all that matters. Exactly. Do what you want, but try try do a test run just in case. Yes. Yeah. Any tricks for contouring before we wrap up? Contouring. Um, like as far as like technique or... Yeah, or like what products should you be using? I always just use cream bronzer for contouring as well. Like I always use something that has a little bit of a not so warm, like a cooler tone for contouring. Um, and yeah, I usually just do like sides of the forehead, like sides of the cheeks... I don't really go down into the jaw area. I feel like sometimes that can make like feminine shapes look a little masculine, but if that's the look that you're going for, then do it. And then just blend. Blend really well. You can never blend too much. Never yes. blend too much. Well, thanks for giving us some little holiday tips and tricks oh, to gosh, get us over glowing for the holidays. Yes, and any questions that anybody has, they can always send us instant mass. Oh my god, I'm a thousand years old. Dude. Messages on Instagram. So you can send us an AOL message. <laughs> yeah. Chat room. You can enter the chat room and yeah. we'll answer your questions. <laughs> Follow me on MySpace. Um, I'll add you to my talks. <laughs> but always feel free too to come in for a consultation. And Serena offers um, makeup lessons mm-hmm. and kind of being able to bring in your own makeup and we can kind of go through how to use it and what are the best products for you as well as skincare, Mm -hmm. getting that glow, what hair products would be best for you. We're always around for you. So Mm -hmm. definitely stop in and see us at Glamour Bar. Send us any questions that you have and we hope that you all have a really happy holiday season. Yes. Yes. I'm Lindsay Wilson and you've been listening to Business of Glam. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook, and don't forget to subscribe, review, and download this podcast. If you're ever in the Denver area, be sure to come by and see us at Glamour Bar. Until then, stay glam.